You have now entered the phone booth. Please deposit 25 cents for the first 90 minutes. Welcome to ENT Phone Home. Hey everybody, welcome back to ENT Phone Home. My name is Eliel Lucero. It's Tevan Gonzalez. And we are two Brooklyn bartenders that talk about the stuff that we like and stuff like that. And if you got a problem with it, then you can pack your stuff and go. I'm joking. I don't know where that came from. This this big, 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 uh, big leave me alone energy. Tevan, how are you doing today, buddy? I got that big leave me alone energy. <laughs> Got that shit on lock. Yo, today we are joined by uh, a note friend of mine. Uh, would you say 15 years? Yes. <clears throat> 12 years. Let's say 12 years. That's the good way to You think 12? Yeah, because I've been with Dove for 10, and I knew him a little bit before. Yeah. You guys All right. What, do you know Do you know what? You, uh, what let's just get into it. Uh, this is Luna Bella. Hi. Um, uh, Luna, how do you describe yourself? A native New Yorker. Blah. I feel like that like, oh. like describes 80% of me. That's like the three of us right here. You're a native New Yorker. Native. Born and raised. Ba, 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 born and raised. In, in the 80s, 90s. That's in, different than born and raised now. Because now you like have not so much native New Yorkers. Uh, like ugh, the mixed New Yorkers. You remember Bradley's on Union Square? Oh, tell me. There's a Bradley's on Union Square. <laughs> <laughs> And we're we're I think we're all the same age. Uh, or are you eighty two, baby? Woolworths. Yeah, that's all right. That's class. Eighty one. Eighty one. Oh, we're all the three of us are eighty one, baby. Trifecta. Yeah. So we we're, we're coming from the same place, same year, same time. Grew up in different boroughs. Yeah. I I, uh, I I I did Manhattan, but mostly the Bronx. And Tavon, you grew up in Brooklyn and Jersey City. Everywhere but <laughs> Staten Island and Queens. Word. And you're you're a Lower East Side girl, right? Born in Bellevue, Lower East Side for the most part, but travel everywhere. You can't be a New Yorker without knowing the other boroughs, yeah, except I, Staten Island. Staten Island is just like you visit. And you live in the Bronx now, right? In the Bronx, BX baby. Yeah, that's wonderful. I have a BX baby, so I feel like a little like okay, oh, oh shit. yeah. Let me infuse the BX oh, into that baby. So we we met. We met maybe about 12, 13 years ago. Whenever, whenever um, uh, the the girls' club came into came into the Bowery Poetry Club, yeah, I didn't club. see that. That was an eye roll. That was a the girls' club. That was a big eye roll. So the Lower East Side Girls' Club, um, <laughs> at one point, rented the front cafe space from the Bowery Poetry Club, and that's when Luna entered my life. Yes, I was. I did a lot of youth programming, and I was um, running the, the career training center in quotations. At the at the girls' club, so I had all these young, beautiful, lovely ladies learning how to how to run a cafe at night with all these um, poets and artists and such in the Lower Side, and that was and fun. predators, a few predators, yeah. Oh. And, and, um, drawing that <laughs> distinction was kind of uh, heavy. That was but, a tough. That I, yeah, I saw some stuff in the girls' club. I'm not going to mention most of it, but like I saw some stuff where I was like. Should he be dating her? Dude, but, it was um, it's not even predatory from like male to female, but like um 
class, there was a lot of people who were like, oh, I'm better than you because y'all are, are urban youth and I am an artist or I am somebody with money. Um, it was very, very hard kind of like, but also teachable moment. Like, hey, ladies, this is going to happen all the damn fucking time. Learn young how to um, how to deal with it. And they also had like a, and your mom is a co-founder of the Lower East Side Girls She Club, was, right? and don't get it twisted. She was, no matter what anybody tries to say, Blanca Martinetti was there at the beginning. Um, and the Girls Club is dope right yeah. now. They have a dope-ass building on Avenue D. Oh, word? They got their own building right now? Yeah, they're all big. Nice. Is Rosario still teaching uh, um, the, the theater classes? Uh, no, but she is still involved. Oh, sweet. She's doing this cool thing um, with... This is Rosario Dawson. You would know this. It's a yeah. It's a... Comic about a Puerto Rican superhero, a woman. La Borinquena? Ella. Oh, okay. She's going to be playing her in some something. Oh, that's dope. Isn't that dope? Yeah, yeah, that's fucking awesome. I thought that was That's right up our alley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's been doing a lot of nerdy stuff recently. You know, she's been in... uh, Star Wars. (sighs) The Star Wars universe, the Book of Boba Fett, that last episode, Kill Me, we ain't talking about it right now, but that last episode, yo, it was both amazing and like, did y'all just throw everything at us and at once? Did you watch watch that shit? No. I peripherally watch it while I'm doing the dishes, Dove is watching it. Dove. Oh, Dove. Yeah, your partner, Dove, is uh, also a good friend of mine who I know slightly longer than you um, and... I miss him dearly. I love him very much. You're when you see him, pl- there's there's a little picture of you and Dev like doing some shit at Bowery. That makes sense. Thank you. Oh, I feel so. Um, send the picture of your wall so I can yeah, see it's it. Definitely like part of the the history when I when I walk with the the baby and we're looking at photos. Like, oh, that's he was a baby. That's Daddy's friend. Oh, that's so sweet. I really I really fucking dig that. So you should have Dove here. Dove is. I, so no, all the I, geeky shit. I actually want to have Dove here. I definitely want to have Dove here. There are two reasons why I went with you first. I felt like if I got Dove first, it would have then been harder to get you, mm-hmm. because you'd be like, oh, but like, why you want me for it? Like, I I can feel your sometimes you give oh, out you that know energy. Me so well. But that's you know, like I don't know you every day, like I used to know you every day. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know if you still think like that or stuff like that. But also the other reason is because Dove is infamously bad to make plans with because he mm-hmm. st- he forever be late to every fucking thing. Has that changed? Because no it might have. No comment. I'm not saying anything. Some people are just like that. Savon, but like, like it's like you times five. You know what I mean? Like, because you, like, like you'll be ten minutes late. Dove, Dove is not like, and like Dove is not late because he's hungover or like he woke up late. Dove is late because he does the most all the time. Like he will, he will book fifteen different things and just. Tell everybody what to smell. Yeah, I'll be there. And everybody but trusts him. Once he's there, it's on. Once he's there, he's committed 100%. Yeah. No, I really do want Dove on here. But I really wanted uh, you because I think in recent years, I've been in more contact with you than him um, on on the, the messenger. On the, on the social medias. Yeah, just like responding to different posts from each other. And then we, we've gotten into a few little little great conversations, I feel like. Yeah, I think that happens, especially with the, the pandemic, especially since I'm so... Contrary to Dove, who's very um, extroverted, I'm such an introvert, and that's how I hold my my relationships. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm realizing that. It's like I meme so much. Why? It's because that's like my kids. I have all these kids that I never talk to, but they stay in contact with me through my memes. They'll like my memes. Like, okay, you're paying attention to the shit that I'm still putting out. Um, but with my friends, my close friends, like you, you mentioned earlier, how you don't you don't know if I'm still the way I am or how I am. I think there are some friends that no matter how much time passes, you kind of know that that friend, even if they don't know who you are now, they know kind of your essence. So they can kind of like gauge who you are now. 
or not even who you are now, but how to like feel your temperature. Mm -hmm. Um, But then with the social medias, it's like, yeah, we spend like once every two weeks, we'll send maybe five messages. And I think that's enough to like keep that like thermometer there. Like how's, how's Luna feeling? Yeah. You you know, I honestly don't like text that much with Dove, but I don't think Dove and I ever really had a, a text or like phone type of relationship. We always are since we used to work together, I used to work with him, Dove. I mean, Tavon, I used to work with him, but since we used to work together, it was like a every day. Like you were you were a part of my every day. He was a part of my every day for, for a lot of years. He was a part of my every day, maybe six years. When when the Bowery closed, there was a lot of heartbreak because oh my fuck God. the Bowery, like for, like the artists and all that good shit. But it was like, oh, this family is shattered. It's like fractured now. Yeah. It's hard because it's like it's different when it's school. It's like, oh, school, you're going off into your own lives. But it's like when something like that is over, it's like you have your own lives and you try really hard as adults to keep those connections. Yeah. And everybody lived in a different borough. borough like, so like y'all lived in, like, like you were still in the Lower East Side when the Bowery closed. Dove was living in Brooklyn. I mean, in the Bronx. Bronx. I was already in Brooklyn, even though I'm like I was living in the Bronx when I first met him. So it's like now we don't have the central place where we come and hang out. It's like, where do we meet? And then everybody gets new jobs, has a new life. That's it. And that's yeah. what New York is, really. Yeah. Right? Right, that's T? What life is. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you Thinking do. Like, like, it's like, yeah, oh, that person lives in another borough. Oh, man, our lives are over. But you, you're really good at it. It's not really. So Tavon is really good at it. You are very good at keeping relationships with people that live far. Like, you still hang out with Jordan and Jose. They're yeah. up in the heights. You know what I mean? Like, you're still close. Uh, your friend Jose is a friend from high school, yeah. And so is Ray and stuff. Like you're still close for people with, from high school. I'm I I I barely speak to anybody that I went to school with. You know, like you're really good at at, at honing relationships. Like, what's your secret, bro? You like what you like, right? <laughs> Except no substitutes. I don't know. Savon is a man of uh, simple but deep thoughts. I think with me is that I have. And I don't want to say it as a good thing, but my, 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 I expect too much from my friends. And then when I'm not receiving that, it's like, oh, maybe, maybe let me move Is that too? Yeah, I don't expect, uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, I live in another borough, so I get it. But still, we keep in touch. Yeah. I, I understand what you mean with the expectations. Like, after I don't speak to somebody for a couple months. Before I reach out, I have this internal like ten minute battle of like, do they even want to hear from me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I shouldn't bother them. Yeah. That, do you guys Reddit at all? Tavon is a redditor. I'm not a. I just troll. I'm afraid it. of it. I yeah. read so much. There's crap a on there's a current um, conversation about how um, like the question is like don't what is it like to, don't stupid questions is like to the name be. of the thread and the the question is like does anybody else ever have to convince oh, yeah, yeah. themselves to ask. For Those are deep. a conversation. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Very I have deep. to convince myself to send that text all the time. I, I don't do want to bother you. I don't want to bother whoever it is that I'm even professionally. It's like, fuck, it takes me 25 minutes to compose an email. Cause I want to send it in a way that's not like annoying or whatever it might be. So I was listening a few, a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to this uh, podcast called Invisibilia, which like, I, I really love. It's a science podcast. It's a human podcast. Um, it's a NPR podcast. Invisibilia, but Invisibility. the like I, I I have a relationship with Invisibilia where like I'll binge a season and then like I won't like I'll forget about it for a year and then I'll binge a season again. But anyway, I was I was I was listening to last year's season and they had this conversation about g- ghosting mm. 
and friend and not only ghosting in relationships but ghosting in friendships um or rather i should say not only in romantic relationships but anyway they they uh hit on to something called avoidance disorder and i think that's the shortening of something of of a four-word acronym and i feel like Ever since I heard that, I'm like, yo, I definitely might not have it as bad as some of the people that that spoke in that episode, but I definitely feel like I don't do things because anxiety gets the best of me at times. So I I was really, so that reminded me of what you were saying, like how long it takes you to send a text or do that. Dove, you don't really, like if you think of somebody, you just text them, you don't think twice, right? I mean, not Dove, Tavon, Um, shit. Sorry, T. I was going to say, most of my texts to... Friends that I don't speak to every day start with, I hope I'm not bothering you. Word. So, hey, I hope I'm not bothering you. So you think it too. Got this going on or that going on. But um, there was a shit. Who was it? There was a text that like it did. I think uh, Gabrielle from work sent me something and it took me like five days to get to that text. And then maybe another three days to answer that text. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Sorry. God. I don't think she, I don't think she cared. Which is unfortunate. Isn't that the worst part is like when, when, when like you've been stressing about something and you realize the other person literally didn't think about it and it's like it's all your head? I have people who respond to my text days later um, with like, sorry, I didn't text back. And like, one, I understand like where that sorry comes from. It's like a shame. But also, I'm a child of the 80s, 90s before immediate response. Like, yeah. There was no such thing as an immediate response. You yeah. have to wait for your response. Somebody oh, yeah. calls you back or somebody sends you a, a mail. Even emails were um, my email right now, my outgoing, you know, my signature says something like, um, I know that my time is not the same as your time. So don't, I don't expect a response and you shouldn't expect a response from me immediately. Right? <laughs> um, because people really are like, I've, I, uh, years years ago before Dove obviously before Dove the, the boyfriend before Dove one of the reasons that we broke up was because he was just obsessed with like you're not immediately responding so there's something there I was like I'm taking a shit I'm I like, did have yeah. that vibe from him I'm thinking about like other things uh-huh. like it's not all you and I, I feel like that has become such a part of the culture like Isaiah my, my yeah. stepson um, who's 14 now kind of has that as well I was like you'll slow your roll it's, <laughs> you got other shit going on it's not I did. Uh, I was talking to. <laughs> I ran some errands the other day, and then we got a text from some friends, and I was responding to Dasha, my wife, as a. Anyway, you know, like she when I came home, she was like, "Oh, what'd they say?" And I was like, well, "I didn't text them back because you're the only person that I text back quickly when I'm doing stuff. But if I'm doing stuff, I don't text other people back quickly because I assume it's not life or death, and also." Like, I don't know what Dasha's going to... My wife, like, when she texts me, I got to know what she needs straight away and answer that call. That's my... That's how I feel. But not almost everybody else. I'm like, I'm walking around and it's cold out. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll text you later. For but, myself, but, you know? So you are more likely to travel wide spaces to see your friends, but a little bit of cold on your fingers to send a text back. Oh, for sure. No, actually, no. You can attest to, like, my attitude today... I'm in this weather. I'm not going to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, less than 20 degrees. I don't get out of bed for less than three figures. Introvert. <laughs> yeah. Three figures? Three That's figures. all I'm getting, actually. I'm sure. Three figures. If I'm lucky, actually. Knock on wood. I'm not knock three on wood. action figures, maybe, buddy. Nah, actually, we got no room. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, my God. So I. Six I, figures. 
for a while I've, I've I've wanted to have you on and I wanted to I was trying to figure out what to talk to you about. At one point, I wanted to talk to you about Dora, but you still haven't seen Dora. So <laughs> I'm going to see it now. Like, I literally am going to go home and watch. Oh, my God. I'll do another Dora episode. I'll do, like, 15 Dora episodes. I really... I'll do a whole Dora podcast. The Dora. Like, I'm, I'm down with that shit. Like, that movie was so good and so unwatched that it made me kind of furious. Oh. But it's... it's it's, throw, uh... it's a jungle adventure. It's just a jungle adventure with really funny stuff. So, uh, we I asked you... So, then... I think you brought up Encanto, and I was like, yes, that's perfect. You're like the perfect person I would, like, besides the fact that you're not Colombian, uh, you're, you're the perfect person I would want to speak about a movie like this. I was with. talking about that this morning. I'm like, the, the so much of it is Colombian, but so much of it is also... Puerto Rican? Damn, Lynn. Damn. <laughs> so much yeah. of it is also, like, South American. That's the conversation I was having with, with Sir. It's like, how... Not Sir. With, uh, Dove, how... How much Puerto Rican influence is there in there? I can't tell because I'm not Colombian. Yeah. But I don't know if there's a lot. Of, musically, there isn't a lot, to be honest. Uh, some of the lyrics and it's just the way he speaks. Have you watched it in Spanish? No, 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 no. Is it good Ooh. in well, Spanish? That's what I did. I, yesterday I watched it in Spanish because when I watched it the first time, I was so like blown back by like, oh, they say like these really cute Spanish or, or Latino um, phrases and the way they talk. I wonder if it's specifically Colombian or did they just like pick and choose like whatever Instead represents two Latino. Caterpillars. Right. Um, and then I was wondering if in Spanish, is it Colombian Spanish or is it just whatever Spanish? And then yeah. the, the subtitles, is it in particular? So the Spanish, I could not tell what kind of Spanish it was. Um, and then the subtitles were the same subtitles. So they had Latino American subtitles and Spanish. Same exact thing. So they didn't yeah. differentiate it. So obviously Disney doesn't really care about like representing Colombia. It's just like they're using Colombia as a character in this movie. So that, not, that's a great conversation. We're going to have the Disney conversation. Let's not jump right into it. I, I, but we're going to have the Disney Maybe you should have me and Dove here I'm together. Because I am. Like, because he's all for Disney and oh you're all God. against. Not for Disney. Like, he's not really for the mouse. But I am like anti-mouse since childhood. And I will keep that fight. But, but, but do you love like all all Disney cartoons? I don't. I, I can't stand Disney at all. The only thing I'm like feeling right now is Bluey. But that's. If you haven't watched Bluey, I don't know. What Bluey, we will have another conversation is. on Bluey. Bluey is a show that's only like seven minutes long, and they're like, "Oh, I heard about this, yeah, from another like person who I know who that has for a child. children, but it's not. It's for adults. It's like commentary about parenting for adults that happens <laughs> to be like cute enough for children. It's hilarious. Uh, Dove and I both don't have kids, but one day we're gonna have to have like a parent <laughs> a parent episode where we just talk to parents about parent shit. Oh man, especially from the five boroughs. I bet you somebody from the from Brooklyn is raising their kid completely different from uh, the Bronx. It all depends. Like maybe somebody in Bedstuy would be raising a kid similar to you, but maybe not somebody in Park Slope. I'm trying to do something called unschooling because the DOE system sucks and education in New York um, public schools is trash, but. It, it occurs more often in Brooklyn than it does in, in the Bronx. If I wanted to like set up a little pod of students in the Bronx, it's not popping up there yet. It's harder. Yeah. People over there have a different mindset, Oof. mentality. Not a bad one, but just different. It, it, it comes down to, and I have this conversation when people talk about like the Bronx aren't really environmentally savvy or care about it. It's like, you got other shit to worry about. I'm not going to be worrying about dog shit, which is like the biggest issue in the Bronx. It's like, a lot of people are not going to be worrying about the dog shit issue when they have to worry about the fact that yeah, I, I haven't had heat in almost two months. That's ridiculous. So like, yeah. I, I'm not going to go be writing to my congresswoman about dog shit while I have no heat. Yeah. Fires are happening. And the PS. The PS? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like we got these problems. Yeah, postscript. PS. Oh, yeah. Dog shit is still an issue. 
Uh, so one of the reasons I thought that you'd be great for, for Encanto is the family dynamic. I know you and I don't have the same family dynamic, but we share similar ones. But then you also have like Caribbean connection and you have a South American connection because you're Ecuadorian and Dominicana. Uh, Tavon is Jamaican and Puerto Rican. I'm just, I'm just a New York Dominican. I'm boring. I ain't got no other mixture. Uh, but Colombian culture, Colombian music specifically was a huge part of me growing up with Joey Arroyo and Oscar de Leon and just like Charlie Sa, uh, Grupo Nietzsche, just like over and like Carlos Vives, who, who's in this song. Even though Carlos Vives, to me, I don't know anything about his background, but he just seems like the most privileged white Colombian who just gets to r jump around stage a lot. Which song was that? Uh, Colombia me encanto. That one. Oh, I knew it. I was asking Dev. I'm like, I, I can't tell who sings this. So that's the dude from C C C. Tu amor es tan profundo. That song. Sorry for my singing, everybody. Even though I think it's fucking dope. <laughs> so let's talk. Apologize. Let's get into let's get into encanto. Um, wait. Uh, did you? What's your feelings on Coco? I'm so glad you brought that up. That was like my next point. Is like a lot of people are like, oh, I love Coco. Coco is better because of blah, blah, blah. But it's. I think Coco is better, but not for any stupid other reason. I just enjoyed Coco more. I, I did too, actually. Yeah. I, I I feel like I shouldn't because it's like the South American. It made me cry so much because of the nostalgia. That's definitely what yeah. I was feeling with Encanto. But Coco was just a better story. Um, the way it was told, the script, the afterlife. Yeah, I mean, it, like, like, yeah. I mean, the, the land of the dead and the that, pacing she was just of it. Amazing. Like, I sorry, I feel like um, Encanto was just like a big uh, world building for like the first eighty percent of the movie, and then twenty minutes of like action and things happening, and then see. I after the third time I watch it, I tend to disagree with you because I feel like it was structured like a, a hero's journey, which is every almost every Disney movie. But it's a hero's journey. So every single time she had to speak to a family member was another point in her quest. Mm -hmm. When she had to go, like after she spoke to both her, uh, no, she spoke to her sister. Then she had to, to Luisa. Then she had to go find um, Bruno's prophecy. Then she had to go find Bruno. Then she had to go talk to her other sister, whose name I'm blanking on. And that, like she had to hit all these things. And then there was the, like, we, we think everything is solved. And then... Grandma comes in on her bullshit again, and everything collapses. Literally. But anyway, I have so many theories about it. I really I really dug that. The Coco story is a little different. <clears throat> uh, I saw Coco this year for the first time in Spanish. Mm. I watch it every year uh, for Dia de los Muertos. Um, I do my altar for my brother right there on the drum, um, which, which, is some, which is more of, of a newer practice for me like in the last five years. Uh, so You and I got to talk about altars. Oh, let's talk about altars. Oh. Yeah. We had a whole episode with our friend, uh, Maya Spalter, and she uh, makes altars and sells them and teaches people how to do them and stuff like I that. Make hanging altars. Like, I got to show you my shit. Oh, my God. You got to connect with her because we oh, always, that's right. we told her that she needed uh, a website called Spalter's Altars because <laughs> it's just her name and it makes sense. But yeah, I, I, I do want to talk to you about altars. That'd be dope. Maybe we could touch on it towards the end of this. Tavon is a, on a bit of a time crunch, so we got to mm -hmm. make sure uh, that. You know, but if Tevan has to leave, Tevan, you mind? I'll just keep talking to Luna for a That's few cool. more minutes. Um, so, uh, Coco, so Coco, better story yeah. than 
Encanto. I feel like in a way it's a better. I don't think maybe. Oh, I don't know if it's the story, <laughs> but the adventure was better. I would say. In Encanto. In no, Coco. in Coco. Yes, yes, that I totally agree with. So um, I'd say Encanto doesn't have a better story, but they have the same. Uh, Enc- uh, Coco has a villain. Encanto doesn't have a villain. They have no. turmoil. Because the grandma isn't a villain. No. The, the way Ernesto de la Cruz is. Yeah, you're right. The grandma had her own Ernesto. her own issues that that uh, she needed to that uh, Maribel or Mirabel needed to help resolve. You know, she was just another family member. I think she you gave needed way too much grace to the. I hate that abuela. I don't forgive the abuela for nothing. Um, well, let's talk about that. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, like I'm the exiled one in my family. So like uh, this year, my cousin. Came, I've, I've spoken about this before. He came to visit me and he told me that basically Lovely growing pictures. up, that growing up, thank you, Tevan. He told me basically that growing up, we were like, uh, I was the the Bruno, basically. And this is even before I saw this movie. He was like, oh, yeah, you were the one that he was like, oh, yeah, we don't really talk about him. He's doing that over there. He's doing his worldly life, his mundano life, as Jehovah Witnesses say about me. Um, so we, we kind of have that around. You were at, you were at my wedding, right? Did you come to my wedding? You know, I'm divorced now. But you were at my wedding. Your your partner officiated the wedding. He was more nervous than me at some point. Like, during the ceremony, I had to kind of calm him down. It was so cute. He um, loves you. He loves you so much. So, but you saw, like, the family dynamic there. And you have to understand, that is only my mother's side of the family. My father's side of the family, not one person came. And they were invited. Mm. Not one person came. Uh, and I and I only found out my dad wasn't coming 10 p.m. the night before my wedding. And then at, at that moment, like I broke down to my mom and cried. And that's when I realized you've always, as hard as we've been to each other, you've always been here to pick up the pieces when my dad has disappointed me. You know what I mean? So, so Encanto gave me a lot of those family feels. Man. And like all the turmoil and all the stuff that maybe I haven't, that maybe I thought I was over and forgave people. And maybe I, I'm not over it yet. And that's what I was feeling. So, like, the 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 thing of the... Let, let's talk about the movie real quick, guys. We're going to spoil Encanto. If you didn't watch Encanto, what's wrong with you? Um, so, there's this family. They all have powers. This one girl does, didn't get powers. She's the one we're following. And then she kind of feels less than because she doesn't have powers. But she tries to make up with it with incredibly great deeds. I think and she's I, cool. I think she's cool. I think I she like does her. a great job. Everybody likes her. But then, but the grandma is afraid of her because she doesn't have powers, and she doesn't want her magic to be broken. Her. She's not yeah. afraid of her; she's disappointed. Her like every single interaction she has with her with her granddaughter is disappointment. See, I think it's more fear than and and she's uh, because when we get when when she's under the windowsill and she hears her talking to like her her um, dead husband, her late husband, and she's in front of the candle. She's like, if they knew. How like how weak we really were, how vulnerable she says they knew how vulnerable we really were. So she is operating in a place of fear, but she's trying to make it seem like power because she's she doesn't want the other people to know that she is afraid because she has to be the the, rock. I really thought the keep it in the family kind of was like they didn't explicitly say it, but was definitely in the in the the movie. There was a scene where where like the whole house falls down and she fucks up the the proposal that the door slammed, like everything slams shut. Yeah. It's like, keep that in the family. Don't let anybody else know like that like, shit is going. Casita, like, Casita's dope. Um, yeah. So I I do think that it is fear, but 
That's not what she's portraying to her granddaughter. That's not what it's like manifesting she's not scared as. scared of, of her granddaughter. She's scared of what... The, weakness. She's scared yeah. of what her granddaughter will do that will show everybody how weak they are. Yeah. So her granddaughter, she's like, she keeps... She's dis- I feel that she's disappointed in her granddaughter for just not being scared of the fact that she doesn't have a power. Like, she's disappointed, but it'll... I'm going to do shit. I don't have a power, but I'm going to pick up these fireworks and I'm going to help clean. And I'm like, um, and I'll tell you what I think her actual power is because I I do think that she had a power. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this now. So her whole, from the very, very get, she has butterflies all over her. And the house is all butterflies. Like every single scene has butterflies, butterflies. And then at the end, you see like the the doorknob and it's like, she's the, that's her door. She's the new matriarch. First entry. The only door that matters, the main door that matters is, is that and I think that's her house. It is her house. So I think I, I agree with you and I have maybe my maybe my description of it might be slightly different, but I think we're saying the same thing. I think her power is the same power her grandma has, which is no power but the power to keep everything together. Yeah. To be the leader, to be the matriarch. Familia. To be the glue. And the reason why the candle had to go out and the house had to collapse and be rebuilt is because it needs to be hers now. It needs to be, yeah, because I feel like the other people got powers because they couldn't do what the grandma did. So they needed the power. She didn't need the power because the power that she was going to possess was the power to keep the family together and keep the magic alive. She was going to bring her own magic. That's why the candle had to die and the butterfly had to rise like a phoenix out of the ashes, Konya. Do you think wow. that the fact that because of the mountain, oh, they didn't show that. Did the mountain become glued together? No, it didn't become glued together. So but the, like, a wall came about, right? Like a big, like they're in a valley. When, oh, the, the mountains the grew in the, in the first miracle. They right, grew. Right, right, right. And then the, she destroyed the house and then the mountain collapsed, like spread apart. Uh, that's how it? she yeah that's how she got to the river and she had the conversation oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so after they built the house again did that come back together <laughs> maybe it didn't need to anymore exposed to the world now like are they that's a, yeah i was thinking about like they're they're shutting themselves off from the world and then you and can't grow so maybe it doesn't maybe they don't need to shut themselves off anymore a lot exactly. of, of yeah. the it's two generations right so Encanto means enchantment, but it also it means, means like many legend, th- great things. Yeah. And, and it means like yeah. a story that you tell. So in a lot of Colombian. It, it also um, means like, uh, it can also mean something like, uh, like spell. if you say, oh, muy encantado, like I'm very charmed to meet you. Like it just means that like you I, I really, really appreciate something. such a great word. And it doesn't yeah. translate in English at all. Not, not, there's, there isn't one English word that embodies everything that Encanto embodies. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah. Tevan, you don't have a, Big relationship with Spanish language, but nah, not in the mood. <laughs> but you say not in not in the mood. <laughs> not a lot. Not a lot. There's um. There's a lighter right over there on that table. If you want to grab it, I got a lighter in my, my pocket. Oh, Tavon has a lighter in his pocket. Oh, that's a dope scarf. I'm noticing. Thank you. Um. So in Colombian, uh, a legend oh. in their type of like uh, part of their their stories is a lot of earthquakes, which I think was you can obviously in the in the the cracks um, and everything. The the whole house breaking down. There's a lot of um, of their stories of uh, their cuentos that have earthquakes as part mm. of the monster or whatever it is. But it's yeah. like a dragon came out and destroyed the whole city. But it was actually whatever earthquake happened at that time. The same thing with volcanoes. And um, during uh, in that there's a I ongoing, believe in dragons. Don't don't tell me that. <laughs> my favorite 
like legend that I've ever read, and I read a lot of um, a lot of like Colombian stuff in what's that book? Los Cuentos de Eva Luna. It has like little short stories of of different. Was that, that where Luna came from? Part of it, yeah. Oh my Did god! You ever read the, the Casa de los Espíritus, the House of the, of Spirits? That's uh, is that Allende? Isabel Allende. Oh, is that about the Mirabel sisters? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. That's another book that she wrote. But that's in Time of the Butterflies. That's not Isabel Allende. That's somebody else. Uh, anyway <laughs> um, part of uh, of it is that there are um what is it when you go into the desert and you see something that's not really there mirage a mirage yeah. so there happens mirage. a lot of mirages in the jungle where there's like whole buildings and castles that appear to save you from strife that you have wherever so like a lot of women would like oh escape there they're rapists or whatever all those stories that happen and they'll go into the jungle and they'll find salvation in this mirage of a castle that appeared in the jungle and saved them so it's like that's also part of like some of the so a lot of it did get built into the Encanto story. It's like, oh yeah, that represents that. And I see that. Even, see even that. like a lot of Marquez with the magical realism and shit. Oh my yeah. gosh, I really, really he's like that. the Colombian, like he's probably like the, the most well-known most Colombian well-known, artist. Yeah. And I mean, author. And the, the fact that that was so built into the storytelling, but then they kind of flopped. I don't know, they didn't really flop on the music, but it wasn't really, didn't go that far when it came up to the music. Oh, you don't yeah. think so? I don't Let's think Let's talk so. about the music real quick. I don't, I don't, I don't. All right, so, so what, what are your problems with the music? Where the fuck is the cumbia? I totally understand what you're saying, but, and I was thinking about this because I was thinking what region of Colombia this is because Colombia has very different music from region to region. And the people that listen to cumbia ain't really the people that play the Colombian merengue, which is a lot of the music that is comprised here. I have this old record of uh, Colombian merengue, and m- most of the album is really in that broader style of Colombian merengue, maybe a little more uh, musically uh, eclectic than Dominican merengue, which is like a little more like ch- the mambo is a little like, ch- 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 and with Colombian no, 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 is more no, no. like, you ch- are you, you know this. Okay, just saying, music, Pero sure por eso, yeah, people yeah. watching me canto are not like, oh yeah, that's this and this is. When I think Colombia, I'm thinking like a little bit of cumbia, at least. I think that too, but then like it really is like so like the 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 Barranquilla, the Barranquilla Colombia is really different than the Cali Colombia, and even you could tell from the bands that like Oscar de Leon uh, is, I think, more like a Barranquillero, and like you could hear it in his salsa versus like. Uh, a group that that sings about Cali, you know what I mean? It, it's so that that's what I was thinking. But you know, I did feel like a cumbia should have been added. I mean, so the big song Casey was telling us before we started recording that um, we need to talk about Bruno uh, past Adele in the Billboard cha- uh, charts, which I totally believe because kids listen to music nonstop. Yeah. It uh, also, which on, on I, I found out that. Um, let it go was an even one of the top songs for Disney. The top song ever was a whole new world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this has like either reached it or surpassed yeah. a whole new world, which is like, that's 93. Don't you dare close your eyes. Yeah. Whole new man, man, man. Yeah. I love it. Um, but yeah, of course it's great. It's such a good song. It is. And it's a cha-cha and I love it. Like, we were, I was saying that earlier. I love cha-chas. I love cha- tap, 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 the Bruno. Um, a good cha-cha will make me feel so many things. And I didn't realize how easy cha-chas were for a while. Uh, and how, like, I feel like my friend Ellie is the one who really broke down, 
like the dopeness of a cha-cha. Cause I like I whenever I thought of cha-cha, I just thought like the white people in um Cha-Cha slide? No, not even that. <laughs> not even that. But like the white people in in um dirty dancing. Like them learning the cha-cha. Like that's how I thought of it. One, two. But that's why, because it's so easy that the people from Dirty Dancing could have learned it. And like and, and growing up in TV, white people always did the cha-cha one time or another, like in the eighties and nineties. So honestly, I associated cha-cha with whiteness for a very long time. And I didn't realize where it came from and everything else. And how it comes from like the Mambo tradition and you know. Anyway. We need to talk about Bruno. No. Not nobody, the best song. We don't talk about, about I don't think it's the best song either, but I think I understand why it's the most popular one. Whenever we sing that song or it comes up, because Jovian Jovian's my my son, he's uh, he's very anti right now. Anything you tell him, he's like, no. And then he'll no. say the same thing opposite. <laughs> he learned go, the word no. Go drink some juice. No. No juice. Fine. No juice. Wait, wait, wait. I want you. Like automatically. It's just what toddlers and teenagers do. But for that song, he's like, yes, we talk about Bruno. Yes, we're going to talk about Bruno automatically. And Keep that energy, man. Right, for real. Keep that energy going. I love that. Put nobody in the corner. Um, musically. All right, so in the Family Madrigal, which is the opening song, it's the song that gets the audience ready for what they're about to see. They need to learn the dynamics, and it is accomplished in a great song. The who's who. I think it's a good song. I have issues with Lin-Manuel Miranda's cadence sometimes and the way he raps and the way he does things. I think his... He writes his singing songs better than he writes his rap songs. Mm. I don't think he's as good of a rapper as he might he wrote think. Wrote it, it is. in Spanish. I don't know, but we can look that up. Because it sucked in Spanish. It sucked in Spanish. <laughs> sucked in Spanish. Whoever <laughs> sang um, Mirabel's voice sucked. I don't want to say she sucked. She wasn't as good as the English singer because that opening song, her voice was like, oh. "Oh shit, this is gonna be great." It was, I, I enjoyed it. It what? was. It was, she, was. The voice was yeah. not popping for the Spanish. Let me start. Let me start there. Like. What are your feelings on Stephanie Beatrice? That's the singer in, in English. She's the actor and singer. She does both the songs and, and the. It was great. I got to see what she looks do, like now because sometimes they do the. Oh, you, like, you don't know who she is? Image. Do you know who she is, Tavon? No, nah, I know have, she was Maribel. Have you guys ever watched Brooklyn Nine Nine? Nah, not. She's the Latina light skin? No, she's the, the hardcore one, Rosa, that speaks like this. She wears, she wears leather and takes no shit. The the bi the bi character, Damn. that's who she is. That that's what her, she does in her voice for that show. Her voice doesn't sound like that at all. The first time I saw her in the interview, I almost collapsed. I wonder. I do wonder if she does the the Spanish version because so listening to all of them speaking in Spanish, I did notice that I feel like I don't remember the name of the character that can change. Um, well, that lady, Odo. Okay, character, not the Antonio. No, Antonio's Antonio's the new kid, the little one. Uh, Whatever his brother. Um, He, he, his character or his voice um, actor in Spanish didn't sound like it was natural. Mm. Um, And then Pepa, who is his mom, beautiful, beautiful singing, beautiful voice acting. That was like the best one in all of the Spanish. But Mirabel not wasn't hitting it. And I feel like Diane Guerrero. Who? Diane Guerrero. Who, she played Mirabel in Spanish? She was... No, shit. She was um, she was Isabella. Oh, okay. But I think it was my favorite. Oh, Isab- Woman? Isabella? Yeah, she's my, cool. Wait. She had my favorite song. Well. No, wait. Isabella is the dark hair. Is, Isabella, Isabella is the, um, the flower one. Luisa is the oh, strong no. one. Luisa. My yeah. favorite one was her cousin, Dolores. <laughs> Dolores. Yeah, she was like... like she was like... 
I know. The ending. plot hole is her. Why? Because she knows everything. She knew. She heard the raps since right. the beginning talking about all this shit. Yeah. She didn't say nothing. She knew, she knew that. Yeah, I thought that was the kid. Who? The kid who got to talk to animals. The kid heard the rats, understood the rats, what they were saying, yeah. but she heard rats speaking in the walls. She just couldn't mm. translate rat. She yet. must have heard Bruno. <laughs> but maybe Bruno didn't speak to the rats. Maybe he was quiet until Mirabel went, got there. Or maybe he was mudo the whole time. Oh my and God. Bruno, Bruno is like the yo John Leguizamo coming in in the middle of the movie and just knocking it out the fucking park, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I I was thinking of all the Colombians that weren't in this movie. Like, where's Sofia Vergara? Maybe she can't sing. Um, but they don't care about that. I don't need to they be there. Just, just and, that, and that's where like Coco and um and this movie kind of like I feel. By the way, the wave. The, the the Coco Spanish version is amazing, probably even better than the English one, and I and I highly recommend you watch that in Spanish. Yeah, I've heard it in Spanish was, yeah. That's why I want to watch this one in Spanish. Like I gotta I gotta figure out if they really cared about it or is it just I mean yeah. it's Colombia and yeah. the same thing with Coco. Let me just use Mexico. I feel like with Coco they worked with more Mexicans and less like Mexican Americans, but I'm not sure. I can't say that for sure. I I think that Coco got more. Um, attention put to it because when americans americans with m-u-r um think of latinos they they think mexicans or puerto ricans there's like there's no nuance there's no colombians there's no none of this is ecuadorian what's that um so that's why i think like coco might have been like oh we recognize this or we know this um but not so much colombia and that's why i'm glad the first song was like encanto this is a Colombian movie. Mm. All those colors were like, not not necessarily Colombian. Because I was crying a lot about the house. Yeah. Casita. Casita like, was a, a great thing. character. It's a character. You you live in, yeah. in a lot of these South American countries. Like your house is a character. You like touch your house when you come in. You like give it caricias. It's, well, when it breaks, you're like, oh, my poor little casita. Like, when was the last time you were in Ecuador? Man, I don't even want to talk about it. I'll, I'll like go on Google. Sorry. On Google. Um, maps just to like look at pictures oh i don't even know when the next time i'm gonna be there that and, and that's where the like the generational trauma and all that shit about this movie kind of hit it's like yo there are people who are raised with all that like that was a very loving family obviously but they had that that underlying expectation mm-hmm. but then there are other latino families who's like that expectation is not underlying like you are not considered <laughs> a part of this family unless you do x y z you like, yeah. you're the you're the the black sheep and like i i got a lot of um pushback on that as well like you are expected to do certain thing this way and if you de- deviate from that you're not you're not a part of this family and that's what part of the in the i think it's the second song where she's talking about how she's not part of the family and mm-hmm. like the freeze frame and she's like walking into it that's just like yeah so many people feel that so many of the like yeah. black sheep but the movie didn't portray that i think in a accurate way maybe i'm i don't know because i was Disney. raised you know? Yeah, it is Disney. So they, they like, like did it and like, oh yeah, there's families still love yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, like in, in real life, it's not going to resolve that quickly. But I might just be talking from be my like point years. of view because I do know a lot of Spanish Latino families who like love their family even though they are the shittiest people to them. They still have that like, oh, I, I, I definitely agree with that. So I think what you're talking about, I feel like the movie does a good job in portraying it with Bruno, not with Mirabel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because with Bruno, he's been in exile for all those years. He's still, you know he still himself even up. Talk about him. They, they don't even don't talk about him. Talk he wanted to him. eat dinner with them. He's fucking Voldemort. No photos anywhere. They yeah. have photos of every other motherfucker. Oh, there was that one, the one frame. Where? There's there's one because the crack happened behind it. 
So at one of the first times that Mirabel saw the cracks happening coming up, um, it's I think it's the picture that goes to the yeah, hallway yeah, right, to right. his tower. That's, that's the only. I thought that was Bruno, but it's I could be dad. mistaken. It's the it's and that's another thing I want to talk about, which I think is just like a Colombian white Latino thing, where um the the love interest, the cutie, is a light skin. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so the, I really had a hard for the first time I watched them like the dude in the in the yeah, but he was frame. also a dud. Yeah. A dud. Yeah, like he was the love interest was this this very, but he was also like not what she wants. But I'm saying like the father the, uh, and the love interest to me looked the same. I had the a father. Hard time the father it. era matrigueño though. The father had more of your complexion. Yeah, I really like that when they at the end when they like show the love story between the abuela and and yeah. the abuelo. Was like, oh, yeah, he, so that's when you realize his skin was darker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the photo, I thought I'm like, why is it black why and they white? Have him yeah. in, the, in the love interest. Oh, I really the, sorry. Once I like watching this movie, I didn't know about this stuff. I didn't know about any of this stuff. My wife, who's Eastern European, was like, oh, this is Colombia. And I was like, how do you know that? And she was like, such and such, this, that, and the other. And I was like, oh, okay. And she called it. That's good. I don't even know how she called it. But yeah, I like that bit at the end where like the dude's like, oh, so yeah, so let's get married. And she says, whoa, 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 my man, slow your roll. And then, that, and that was is perfect. that is something that's like expected. You found yeah. the person, no matter how young you are, that's yep. the person that you're... But she also she was like she was like yeah look at that that dude that dude don't need he's like that that regular Disney dude like he don't need to get it and it was great that they acknowledged that Isabel Isabel was like Dolores nah Dolores Sorry. yeah with the with the super she was like hair. yeah I don't need to do that I like when she she got all like she dyed her hair well looked like she dyed her hair and stuff and then the grandma was like no this is ridiculous nonsense you're tearing this family apart that's a the way that she had all these expectations for each particular sister. It's what every, every, the best song. Not to get super deep. Luisa's. That's just. Oh my God. So I have a lot of, I, so I have a lot of problems with that song. Okay. Check this out. I think the chorus is dope. The message is dope, but the rhyme scheme sounds so Lin-Manuel Miranda that I can pick out anything he's ever written a song for and be like, that's the song like that here. That's the song like that here. That's the song it's like a pop that here. Song, though. But the best part is the drip, 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 drip. And th- that he kind of gets from like, a, I feel like Tomes and I, and like that kind of, that new pop kind of Australian uh, joint that's happening over there. But so you're... another thing he does in it is that he rhymes and he does this often. <laughs> he uses the last word is in a rhyme. So then he can say stuff like circus, and then whenever he can't think of a word that rhymes with it, he just throws is again. It's like um, uh, harder than this is, like ba-da-da-da is, I could do this is. And I'm like, yo, that's just some weak-ass stuff. But it works in the song. It's a song for yeah, you're Yeah, that's the thing. Like you're, uh, I don't know, it's like tearing apart kids' toothpaste or something like that. You know? like, oh, it tastes like bubble gum. Like, well, it does the job and it so there's a there's a part where she dances with the puros the yeah the the donkeys yeah they're like all around her that is a tiktok dance that is like straight up somebody it is i don't know tiktok like that so tiktok is just like people do these challenges i know what it is yeah i know what it is i I don't have it but i i was wondering i hope i was hoping you guys could could tell me to ask a young person we're all 81 did anybody Has anybody like done that TikTok dance? Because she's definitely like I'm sure they're dancing there. to a camera in that whole scene. Like it's a yeah. point of view, and she's like dancing like the backgrounds of the movie. It's like that has to be totally animated for somebody to like do it. 
I, I, I see, hope so. I want to see a person. I bet you, you can find anything on the internet. I'm going to put that as a challenge. I really love it when like, she's holding the, the boulders yeah. and like Mirabez under it, her. It's a, it's and they a just keep song. it. Oh, the whole sequence is great. I actually really dig most of the song. Goosebumps. Uh, I do have another. Uh, let me see. Uh, we talk about Bruno Chacha. Let's be clear. Oh, there's another thing. Let's be clear. Abuela runs the show. You know how often Emmanuel Miranda has wrote "Let's be clear" to to, to start something. <laughs> he wanted to pee on the movie, make sure everybody knew. Oh it was my him. god! And then the album has him singing some of the songs. If you find it on like Apple Music or whatever. Why you hating? Yeah, tell me why. You, you know hating? why? I be getting Lin Manuel fatigue. You know what? And, and maybe in the height started it because there weren't enough dark skinned Dominicans. Did in he? That shit. Would <laughs> you guys know? This is kind of off topic, but did he I do? Like still. Did he do the music for the the Andrew Garfield movie? Tick Tick Boom. Yeah, I think most of the music was already written by Larson, but I don't know. I haven't seen it. You have. I you're a fan it. of it. I li- I liked it. Did you see Tick Tick Boom, Luna Bella? No, I'm not a, a media person. That's why, I like, give me shit to watch. I'm, I haven't. Oh. oh, we could do that. Watched shit. We could do that. Yeah, we we'll, we'll, we'll always have shit to we'll bust out your notebook. Um. So, I'm gonna start waiting for America. Then, likes to end the rhyme is, is and us. Oh, us is another one that he ends rhymes with. All right, my notes never help. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like when like, I don't. Uh, do- <laughs> you could be in the '80s tearing apart like I don't know Axl Rose or something. Like, yeah. You like why does why does the soundtrack to Tarzan sound like every Elton John song? Yo, or I, Phil Collins or whatever. But you know, you're like, right. You're right because like so he comes from musical theater. Sondheim, you could tell what a Sondheim song is. You know what I, I mean? So it's I can't a be Disney movie. I, yeah, I can't be mad at him. <laughs> but his rhymes, you know what it is? I he spent so much time in love style. Um, in um, what's it called? Something love supreme? Freestyle love supreme? We know people that've been in freestyle love supreme. Oh yes. His uh, his improv group. Yes. Like shockwaves in it. We know like several people. I'm, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if Dove's performed with them before. Uh, but so, oh, you guys, do you guys know Lynn? I wouldn't My be surprised. No, no. Okay. Dove's, I would know if we knew. Dove, Dove's probably <laughs> met him, but you know how Dove forgets people. <laughs> but, but, uh, so, but so my point to his whole Lynn Manuel is repetitive. This is where he should be like at this level of making Disney movie songs i am proud of him i am happy for him listen i criticize the shit out of him but i consume everything he puts out no but what i'm saying is like this is the level of of like his his uh talent is to the level of disney movies maybe not for any of that other shit but i think for this for this movie he's perfect for it yeah the shit he made fits really really good he did great writing for moana i think he did a good job with this ultimately i just think he needs to explore his rhyme schemes a little more so the reason i say it's that like so in in um is and us ending rhymes with stuff like that is very useful during freestyle because you need to Think quick. And it's that's also very useful out. for seven year olds to remember. Okay, Luna. Okay, Luna. You know what? That's, that's who's watching. Be stressed. I acquiesce. <laughs> I acquiesce. I, I would like to yield my time to the I'm, I'm, to the gentlewoman from the Bronx with like seven a whole bunch of kids just watching the movie. Please so you don't. can explain to them Please why. Don't. Please don't. These are just this is lazy writing. I, this is just me picking nits. No, I I've, I've been I have taken apart this movie. Or nitpicking. I shouldn't say picking nits. Picking nits is something that the ringer says. This is me nitpicking. That's really what it is. You know what I mean? That's all. I'm just yes. 
Yes, but, for sure. But I think we should do that with, with, with the art that we love. Yes. And, and I do love this movie, to be honest. I saw it twice yesterday alone. I saw it once oh, before exactly. work, once after work. I'm I cried both times. The toys, because I know that's why these movies are made for the toys, and luckily oh, we don't go out toys. that much, huh? I didn't know they were toys. Oh yes, and and one of the biggest stories is that they made all the toys for Maribel, Mirabel, and um, Isabel, and all the other ones, but they didn't make enough versions of toys for the Luisa character, oh. which is the now the most popular character because yeah. girls are just falling in love with this character who's like, she's big, she's strong, she's yeah. amazing, she's dope. Um, and she's real. Like at the end of it, she's not. She's not like giving up or anything. She's yeah. like lamenting the fact that she can't hold up her family anymore. Which yeah. is, but a lot of yeah, people. Like, can you go get the piano? And she's just so sad that she can't. She, yeah, she's not sad that she's that she has to do it. She's sad that she can't lift it anymore. Yeah. <sighs> what? Is and that? she has to be convinced to like take a break at the end. Yeah. Like they still have to like push her to like, go yo, take just, a break. Just relax, homie. Yeah. Damn, you do. Yo, you doing the most right now, Isabel. Aluisa. So Which wait. is your favorite power? In the movie? Oh, shit. It would be... Oh. <laughs> All right. My favorite power would probably be the flower. Like, if I had to have one, it would be the flowers. But I would... I think... Like the, poison ivy? Like, not just flowers? Bit. Like, all... Because yeah, she because did she, punch him in the face. And she learned how to do cactus. Right? So... That was awesome. I like that scene. So I feel like her power is the one that I would want the most. I think it's the best power. Like Dolores's power and Bruno's power feel like burdens. Like knowing the future and hearing what everybody says all the time, those two things feel like great burdens. Yeah. But he only knows the future if he was asked or like cuz he came up with one of those thingies or yeah. did he I don't know, they know didn't the explain future? it enough, I think. Cuz he had those visions and yeah. follow the the butterfly. And yeah, Dolores is just Whack. No, I love it, but I just think it, it'd be it'd be a burden. <laughs> she, she does it well. Oh no, yeah, that would I, be. I like the shift changer too. The the he, he's cool. I don't need super strength. I feel like I'm more delicate than my body suggests I am. And then there was a mom who had could fix things with whatever food she made with the arepa, which makes oh me think: God. is it just whatever food she made, or did she like have a special solely arepas? That's it. I feel like whatever she gave people, as long as her... Like I if feel, she poured milk, would that heal you? So I think it's like Sarah Michelle Gellar in the movie that she did where she's a chef. Patricia Clarkson is in it. And that at one point she cries into the soup. Everybody has the soup. Okay. And then they all start crying. And then she like falls in love over the dessert. And then everybody starts fucking. They didn't. But you know what I mean. Um I forget the name of that movie. It's something practical. No, it's not practical magic. But it, oh, whatever. It came out like... Same million thing. years ago, million years ago. <laughs> uh, but I feel like it's that. I feel like it's not what she gives them. It's the intention that she uh, that she it has uh, to come from her hand. It has to come from her hand. Yes, mm. it's her intention. She transfers it through the food. And then the other one had. What do you uh, think, Titi? I thought it was just arepas. <laughs> it's true. She went back and kept on like just grabbing shit from the yeah. kitchen. It was all arepas. Yeah, arepa con queso. And it was like their job. They went out every day to like do their job. They had their morning meeting with the family and then they would leave and she would fix houses and she was feeding people in the, and she was going around putting flowers everywhere. And then the other, the aunt, the Pepa had, um, the weather, the weather. That was, uh, that was a great effect in the movie. I liked how like, you know, especially when, you know, you had the, the, your partner gets stressed out when you have to prepare something. 
Yeah. So like, so yeah, can you stop making it rain? She's like, uh, like no. I don't know. It's kind of like telling somebody to calm down. It's exactly. never worked in the history of humanity. The person you tell to calm down never comes down. There's a, a let's let's break right here. Okay. Um, Tavon, uh, what are you looking forward to? Uh, we're going to see the Lion King, and we got a pretty jam packed Valentine's Day, which is not a big deal. It's just that. We accidentally came across all this stuff on Valentine's Day, and we're gonna do it on 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 the fourteenth, on the ninth, on the ninth, oh, and so then on the fifteenth, on the fifteenth. Yeah, I was invited to to Lion King as well. Yeah. I was unable to make it. Can work. we not? I was unable. To, no, <laughs> we I'll, can't. We can't both be in. We can't not be in the same place at the same time. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, thanks for sharing that with us, folks. Uh, Tavon has to leave now. Yeah, so we're gonna say bye to Tavon, but Luna and I are gonna continue this conversation. You guys uh, enjoy it. Thank you, Tavon. You've been very gracious. Uh, my name is Elia Lucero. I'm still Tavon. I'm just leaving. And uh, we are ENT Phone Home, and I will be continuing. Um, oh, wait. TT. So sad to say goodbye to TT. He's putting on his coat. Um, Luna. Yes. You mind sticking around and talking to me a little longer? No. All right. Awesome. I like talking. I do as well, and I like talking to you. Um, where were you? What was the last thing you were about to say before I rudely interrupted you? I was talking about Peppa and how there's a scene in the movie where they're looking for Antonio because they want to start the whole party and shit, and they can't find Antonio. So Peppa is walking around in the house, which is awesome because it's one of those uh, like campo houses where all the the doors look inward onto a courtyard, mm -hmm. which I love. And when I was like designing my house, when I grow up, it was always going to be one of those houses. I like, like that. Yeah. I love that. The central courtyard. Anyway. So she's going around on the, on the second floor and there's a, a rain cloud overhead and Abuela tells her to stop. And I can't remember in English, but in Spanish, she like yells at her Abuela or at her mom at the, uh, who's that's her mom. And she's yelling at her in like such a daughter kind of way. Like, I would if I could, but I can't. So what do you want from me? I did, I did recognize that uh, on my third watching when after work yesterday. And I was like, oh, she speaks to her like a daughter. Mirabel speaks to her like a granddaughter because the granddaughter, the, the grandmother is such a bigger thing. It's like, no, you never talk back to your grandmother. You shouldn't talk back to your mother, but you're probably gonna because you are in closer proximity. But the way that Mirabel's mom has a relationship with the grandmother is a lot more soft-spoken. Yes. I think that Pepa, it just shows like her... But that's why one controls her, the her, storm. How her Tevan, we love you. Stay warm. Be good, puppy. I'll text you. The, I feel it. it's representative of how she has all these emotions and the storm. Like it's everybody else kind of talks to her, but Pepa gets away with being tormenta because she that's her power. She like yeah. is emotional. And then her husband, whose name I can't remember, is one of my other favorite characters. Because he's black. Scene. But every single scene had a black character. Oh, the background, yes. every yes. single scene that had a, had, had a, a crowd had a black character. And I really appreciated that. What? I noticed it. What you feel about the glasses? On who? Mirabel. The, what about the, the green? No, like she is the first Disney protagonist that wears glasses. No shit. Yeah. Now I got to think about it. Yeah. Disney, Disney animated features. Papa. Papa who? Is it Papa Smurf? No, not that's. He's not Disney. From the seven dwarves. One of them wears glasses. He's not a protagonist. Yeah, he's That's a supporting character. 
that's kind of awesome. There, there was a, a lot of the thing that like I saw on social media was how representative it is. Like, yeah. there's, there's that photo of this little boy next to Antonio and like the dark skin, and he's like looks exactly like him. Like, it really looks like it's that one, that little boy. Um, I didn't think about the glasses. Well, I only thought of it because I read it somewhere. It's but not. It, it wasn't an original thought. But the reason that that I'm like thinking about it is that so many people put photos of themselves who look like Mirabel, and yeah. it's like, yeah, the glasses are a big part of it. Yeah, big ass part of it. And like as a as a as a person with fucked up vision who's worn glasses all his life, like I got my first pair of glasses when I was one. Like I Another gotta tell thing you, that she's not I feel perfect. Seen. Then yeah, but I love that about it. Damn, I love that about it. But I love. She getting glasses though. They're in like a little valley in the. They got magic, Luna. <laughs> the fuck, like, like you need, do you need a pearl vision? <laughs> whose power is to make glass glasses? Oh my god. Um, Somebody, well, somebody, see, the thing is that since the powers that the family have help the town so much, um, everybody else can focus on shit like making glasses because they don't have to worry about um, moving their houses. You would know this. <laughs> right now I'm just like thinking about the, the town. There's a there's a part where uh, Luisa pushes the, the house, not the house, she picks up the church and she moves it over. Mm -hmm. And then the sacerdote like gives her a, a blessing. Yeah. Has that happened before? Has, has there been such straight religious? Yes. Where? Hunchback of Notre Dame. But uh, that's true. That was like a. I mean, there's a lot of places. I mean, I mean, I've like, seen somebody cross themselves in Coco. Like in Coco, somebody crossed themselves. I don't know why or what was the context. But like, yeah, people crossing themselves. Listen, if you are allowed to have people crossing themselves, if they're a Latino or Italian, but because is that like Catholicism the, is kind of ubiquitous in in uh, Western culture. It's just like second to English. But would other cultures are they allowed to do be represented in Disney? Like would other like religious the, cultures? Yeah, like with like some sort of ceremony or. or I mean, are they allowed? I don't. That's it. Disney. That's a, Disney is king. Disney allows Disney's shit king. to happen or not. You know, Disney's gonna add whatever they can add whenever they want to and and say that they're groundbreaking. And to be honest, as fucked like that company has so many negatives. So many negatives. You know, from racist beginnings to like to a lot of bullshit. But at the same time, they have been one of the organizations that have been the quickest to embrace change, maybe because they understand that change is inevitable and change will bring more profit. That's, maybe it's money. Those based. are two different things. And I agree with the second one. This is the, and this is a conversation that Dove and I have often with Marvel, yeah. which I think is now synonymous with, um, with well, the, the with mouse Disney. owns it. Yeah. Um, is it's not about what is better for society or what is better for, for business in general. It is what is better for money, which They've tested all the possibilities out, and that one is the best for money. I don't disagree with you, but I don't also think that, see, that is capitalism realizing, like, seeing the socioeconomic uh, structures and saying we will succeed more if we embrace change rather than um, stop change. You can't stop a capitalist from being a capitalist. At least they're taking a good at least they're taking a a proactive you know like they they're doing they're they're doing good not for a good reason right. but they're still doing good 
in in a way. <laughs> am, am I supposed to be like gay? No, you're not supposed to be gay. <laughs> I, I, you, I don't think gay. they're doing. I think it. I'm a little bit more of a capitalist than you are. I, I think that specifically Disney, or no, in general, because I'm I'm like dealing with uh, people who put their capitalist ideals ahead of what's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that just because your capitalist ideals or your business plan or whatever ends up doing something that's beneficial for the the people or the community. I don't think that they should get um, accolades or like given awards for it because that'll just encourage more of the same people just doing it because it's going to bring more money instead of like the bandwagon people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I get you people that just doing it for, for the wrong reasons. Like every company that started saying uh, that started putting black lives matter on their thing right now, black history month, everybody's like, Ooh, black history month. Or like, like there's a fucking, like, you know, like uh, one of the construction companies made a pink power drill for breast cancer awareness month. Yet they really didn't donate much to the actual, you know what I mean? Like, but I get what you're saying. That's going to happen. That's inevitable though. I feel like, I feel like if somebody takes the first step and everybody else takes the step, not because they're taking it for the right reason, but because they want to do what they did because they want to replicate that genius. Like you can't, like you're not going to be able to stop it. So therefore that has to exist like that over there. And all we can hope is that they do more positive than negative with their power. I'm really into economics. I'm really into um, socioeconomics and people that people, a new economist that are propping up, they're saying, what is best for the for society is best for the economy. Mm. And like put them together and say, everybody will be more prosperous if everybody is more prosperous. I agree with that. But so the I, people I, in control of the economy yeah. is very different than the people who are people. Yeah. I don't think anybody's in control of the economy, to be honest, because the economy is a, it's kind of like you might build it, but then it's too big of a monster. And the more you try to control it, sometimes the more it bites back. And Which we've, is the pro- hope, sorry. we've proven that, but I love the fact that Janet Yellen is like a chair right now, you know? For Disney? I, no, 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 no. Janet Yellen is a chair of the Fed. She's an economist, a wonderful economist. She has a big moral, um, like, I'm down with her. I follow a lot of economics. Econ- You're e- teaching me economics. a whole bunch of shit right now. Yeah, so because economics isn't really the, stu- the study of money. It's the study of people and how people interact with money or currency or goods or services or anything like that but i don't want to i don't want to no, I, I was going to bring it back to disney i really think that yeah. disney is the the disney conversation folks you've been waiting for it <laughs> it's it's it it epitomizes like where the economy in quotations is gonna go and whenever disney does anything i think about like yeah yeah everybody's saying it's because they want to be representative of south american culture or colombian culture specifically nah that's not why why did they do it? They didn't do it to represent Colombian culture because I the the Spanish speaking version wasn't, and I yeah. think they were very limited. And they did it as like a show to like virtue signal that yeah we're representing different cultures now, Mexico, and now they're doing Red Panda or whatever that movie is or Red Anger. Yeah, I don't know um, that one. I never heard of that one. It cool. looks cute as fuck, and that's going to be some some Asian representation. And yeah. I'm sure they're going to hit all the big countries, but. For what purpose? To what end? To make money. But but they're a business. But we know that they're a business. I know, but it's like I I, I imagine an economist part of, of Disney who like came up with like ten particular uh, ten probable pro, uh, ten possible scenarios of this is how we can make money and this is the one that makes us the most money. Yeah. What about it makes it the most money? Are they going to expand into South America? Because I just learned that they only have like offices in like 
Asian shit. Yeah, like, yeah. are they going to go to South America? Are they going to have a... Yeah. a Maybe big... they don't need to go. They might think. I don't know. See, another way to say it is they know that sometimes they know that the best way to make money is to give artists freedom and they have been smart enough to give artists freedom. They are one of the they studios. Have the money to do it. They have the money to do it. But they're one of the studios that have taken biggest risks in artists. Have and, and they've done a lot of bad things. But yeah, they have. But they've they've also like say, hey, hey, look at you. Like um Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler made two movies and they gave him a bag and said make Black Panther for us. Two features is all he was made before that. You know what I mean? Like not a lot of companies would be willing to do that, to take that chance, to say, we're going to go let you work over here. Here's 100 or $200 million. Go play. And then trust that that's going to work. I just got to separate it in my head, like the big picture from the little picture. And the yeah, little picture yeah. is like, oh, it's this big-ass company that has a lot of evil shit going on doing this thing. But the yeah. big picture is that there's... Like, I, I would love to hear how this went over in Colombia. Like, when they Yeah, that's what I really want to know. Like in, can, I, in, can you pass the, the tray? Dasher? Thank you. When they screened it in Colombia, like, was it in Spanish? Was it in English? And, and They probably screened it in Spanish. Well, I remember the, you know about the Coco premiere, right? The Coco premiere in, in um, Mexico was, like, their biggest premiere ever. And they did it in Spanish, and it came out in Mexico first. I love, that movie is so dope. They, I think, I, I don't know if it was a month or a week, but it came out in Mexico first in Spanish on purpose. And they did, Disney did the big, the big premiere and everything in Mexico. They didn't do that for this. No, no. But I think, well, we're living in different times. Yeah. And I, and I still, it still comes back to me that Mexico is more accessible to Americans than Colombia is. Well, definitely. But you know, it's touching us. It's also right there. Yeah. It's it's right there. It's a lot easier. (laughs) You know, a lot of this country used to be Mexico. You know, there's Mexicans. Yeah. Mexicans are all. The biggest, the biggest population of Latinos in in the United States, you know. We are Mexico. Half of the country is Mexico. Yeah, originally. that's what I mean. It's like, of course, Mexico. You know, we're in the East Coast. We grew up in the East Coast, where all of our t- all the Latinos on TV for us growing up were mostly Mexican, a few Puerto Ricans. You know what I mean? And like, and at the same time, like, you know, like nobody knew what the like. You know, I had to explain people what Dominican Republic is for so long. You know what I mean? Especially here in New York, it's, it's surprising. Yeah. In the eighties, it wasn't as widespread. Yeah, they weren't as not. Now you say Dominican, they're like, oh yeah, nobody cares. Why? But like what, back in the eighties, I was like, I remember being in classrooms where every Latino was Puerto Rican. I was the only um, Dominican, and then every other student was black. I used to tell black people American I was Dominican because talking about Ecuador was just too much. Yeah. Where is that? Like, do you know South America? No. <laughs> Why even start? Why even talk about it? I grew up. I see. I have a cousin who's half Ecuadorian, so like I already knew half Dominican, half Ecuadorian people. You know? they like each other. Yeah, Ecuadorian. I I knew this whole family. I grew up with uh, the Piernas. They were Dominican father, Ecuadorian mom, and her eye makeup. Can I tell you that? I so I'm starting to play with eye makeup, and like I think she was always an inspiration for me with eye makeup because her eye makeup was always like I would just. I would just wonder when I would it, look at her. It's Marta Piena, I'm very glad piece. that now eye makeup is like wear what you want. There isn't really like this is the fashion and yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. wear it this way. Um, I'm very happy about that because <laughs> the 80s and the 90s, like early 90s was 
hot for like really bright, awesome eye makeup. Yeah. And I was like, no, that's too theatrical, too cosmetic. And then they went to neutral and natural. I'm glad it's coming back. Yeah, I dig it. Oh my god, but Ecuador. I don't know much about Ecuador. I I guess a little bit. My stepfather is also Ecuadorian. There's and I There's think about this a lot, and I can't really Great speak food. to it because I'm a first generation American. So yeah, me too. I yeah, I don't know Colombia and Ecuador. Although I have been to Colombia when I was 18. Oh, word! What you do over there? When you was like, compaseando, like you know. Um, uh, yes, <laughs> I went to visit a friend and we went to these, they have this thing called La, Las Minas de Sal, which is this, um, where they mine salt, but they, the miners dug into the salt mines and built this humongous cathedral. Yeah. Um, so you could like go down there and just walk through this beautiful cathedral. I just hung out there for a week. Um, I'll tell you off camera, they go off, off, off mic. mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what is the statue of limitation? Oh man, there's a crime involved. <laughs> but it was dope. It was it was awesome, and I would I would love to go back. I don't I don't think we need to go back to Encanto specifically, but I want to. Um, also, shouts to Carlos Vives. I love that song. He's always annoyed me, but uh, he's like one of those guys where like I love him on the radio and hate him on TV. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it was stuck in my head. It was definitely in my sleep and waking up today. Um, but I stuck in my head. I, I dig the Disney conversation. Uh, so your husband is a huge Marvel guy. Uh, do you enjoy the Marvel movies? I, I don't. Okay. I, I think one of our biggest anecdotes, like our relationship anecdotes, is that I stood in line for hours. I think he was at Bowery, actually. Or maybe um, Ugly. Um, stood in line for hours to get some tickets for some, maybe Iron Man, maybe, I don't know, I don't remember when it was, um, just to buy these tickets for him and his friend and then dipped as soon as like he got there and got the tickets because I have no interest, oh none whatsoever. And I literally could not care any less than I already do <laughs> about this shit. That makes Except sense. for the fact that it like influences so much other shit. Yeah. Um, one of my biggest parenting hiccups right now is that I was really hoping to not expose Jovian to any type of violence until like he... Like had his own, um, own um, like strength, but he plays video. He, he, I mean, Dove is always playing video games. It's not even. It's the is uh, watching Avengers or anything Marvel. Oh, okay. Even though it's like good guys and heroes mm -hmm. and it has a good message, it's just an excuse to film a violent movie under the guise of like, ooh, everybody's like doing it for a good cause. It's like, no, you just want to beat the shit out of each other yeah. on screen. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and I have a really bad um, suspension of belief. So when I watch those movies, oh. all I see is like, oh, he's you hanging out pulleys. Yeah. Those, okay. That's ridiculous. That's Thor literally just like, going like that. It's like, I just think of how much fun it must be to film this shit with a straight face. I feel I like you grew up a lot quicker than I did. <laughs> because can I tell you that I can watch any kids thing and like halfway through it, I have to remind myself I'm not a kid anymore. <laughs> I didn't play with Barbies. That's like what my, my oh, mom and my sister God. used to say. Like you never play with, you never had like an imagination in that way. I'm creative as fuck. You've always been like a very serious person. I thought Man, it's, it's a, well, it's I've been a, a lot more goofy. It's definitely a curse more than a, although I don't want to say it's not a curse. It's definitely kept me out of some trouble sometimes. But it's also why like you're a strong leader. It's also why people come to you for leadership. I think so. I think the realist in me kind of, kind of like, can we wipes away the clouds for some people. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's can we, too can much we, bullshit. Can we talk about like what you do and stuff in life? Uh, sure. I'm in a, in a, I've come to a point in my life where I know what I do, but I'm not currently doing it. Okay. 
Um, and I'm okay with that. But I'm you've okay, always worked absolutely. in some type of like social work or education or like yeah, uh, I, empower, uh, youth empowerment type of situation. I'm definitely an educator in that every single moment I have is either a teachable moment for myself or a teachable moment for someone else. And it has to be one of those. Like that's yeah. just the way I live my life. Like I'm either ha- learning something and if I'm not, I have to be teaching that or maybe reverse. If I'm not teaching somebody something, then I make myself learn something from from the situation. Like, mm. Right now, I hope I'm teaching you something while I'm learning. I always learn from you. I always learn from you. I learn I learn a lot, but I don't think I teach as much as I do, but maybe I just don't see it because I talk. I definitely talk a lot. I so think uh, people think teaching is a profession or something that you have to know how to do. It's not, yeah. And it's just... Something that happens. Yeah, I, I feel the same way about... Um, not necessarily medicine, but healing, like mm-hmm. doctors. People feel like doctors are healers have to learn how to heal. But some people just know how to do that. Like Dolor- Diego or Mirabel's mom. She just yeah. does it. She just figures out how to do it. She got does the power it. though. She opened the door. That's what happened. She got a door. <laughs> what you think about those doors? I thought that was lovely. I really, although I wonder how much that is part of Colombian culture, having doors with like shit on it. Yeah. I don't know if that's made up just to make it up. I really, I really have to find a Colombian to dissect all this. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. We did. I, I only did too. Like a Colombian from from Columbia, before yeah. whatever that civil war was. Do you know what that was? I don't know. I don't. Like I don't it was know. trying to teach me something there. Maybe it could have like put a little thing on the bottom saying the war of whatever. Yeah. Because why were they running? But away? Man, you know what? It's also like it's the. I think it's the idea of not of uh, hinting to it but not showing it. So then the young viewers don't see the violence because this movie has no violence in it. They kill him. And she's like in anguish. They don't show it. But. They don't show it. But the movie, it's the rest of the story has, there isn't violence from one yeah, person no to another. There's anger. There's no, yeah. Yeah. So we know that he dies. We just see them. We just see the shadow of the men in horseback. The, we don't even get to see their faces. People who commit the violence aren't the villains of the movie. It's yeah. just like a, what makes the movie go forward? Yeah, the the right. villain. The, if there is a villain, if we had to like say there is one, it's just family strife. Yeah. It's just the idea that families go through hard things, and that sometimes uh, people do things in a bad way, and they think they're doing good, and they think it's for a good reason, and they're causing more pain. And then sometimes they need a younger family member to say, "Yo, easy." And then like you know the fact that the grandmother came around at the end. Do you think that's what she said? I, don't, I feel like she didn't have a message. She was the message. Like the fact that she was a young, the younger generation who's like f- trying to find her way in a world where she wasn't given a purpose. Yeah. Like I think that she was just living it. I don't think she went to her grandma and said. Well, I think her grandmother saw that she was helping already, but was kind of resisting it because thinking just, just because of her fears again. But I feel like when she spoke to her and then like she went into the, like the water at the, in the last moment before Bruno comes coming in like the the grandma was already she, abuela was already um like contrite but mirabel then spoke to her and said yo oh, like yeah yeah we it's got this you. she told her yeah. grandma she's like oh, all of this happened because of you like even with all the bullshit that you did like we are here because of you the magic started yeah. because of you and she said yeah, and, right. and and the beautiful thing is after the message after the the um after we see the the backstory the oh shit the vision after the vision of the backstory towards the end mirabel goes i finally see it the way like i finally see it from your perspective because one of the things that mirabel 
didn't understand is why her grandmother was acting this way and why it felt like that. And then she just realized, oh, you are trying to protect all of us. And this is really all on your shoulders. And the weight of that is making you make bad decisions. That's why I was wondering about the mountain breaking. Like, is the mountain just open now? Can they they experience? Yeah. I'm the- actually really curious about that. And I would love a sequel, even if it's a straight to Disney Plus sequel. Um, one of those shorts the, afterwards. That, I love the shorts, by the way. Yeah, like really the, the one after Luca. Did you see Luca? I did. And not my my top anything. <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's was, not one of my tops, but that's, I really That's another one that's like it. Italian. Look, ooh, we did Italy. Hey. <laughs> we should have a, a Disney map of like where how they hit. So but far. they really do that because they understand that market test that, um, you know, when you hit people in their soft spots, other people will enjoy it, but those people will celebrate it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like all Italian. It's like specifically seaside Italian, mm-hmm. you know, which is a whole very different thing than people in, than Lady Gaga in the mountains. You get well, I wonder in, in Luca. Um, or North. How, I don't know. I don't know Italy. Yeah. I never if they had it. like the different dialects. Cause, so the um, Antonio's dad, yeah. which is where Antonio got his skin color and his hair. Like yeah, that, yeah. it was his dad. Like he's definitely like a campesino from yeah. another place of like. Why is he there? Where'd he come from? Why Why are all these people? Because they, they all followed, they just all followed them during the, whatever the civil war or the strife was. And he has, in Spanish at least, I can't remember in English, in Spanish he has a different accent. So the scene where the, his, the younger brother like um, turns into him and like, oh, I don't sound like that. And like, he has a different accent. That's why he's oh, making fun of him. Yeah. So it's like, I, I wonder like, where is that from? Like, would a Colombian be able to say like, oh, he's from blah, 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 because of whatever his accent yeah. is there. And I, there's a lot of it in the movie. This talk is like, the lamentations of not having a Colombian. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll, we'll find a Colombian. You're, you're going to find one tomorrow. You're going to get a call. Be like, oh, oh psh, God, I was there yesterday. I, I, know I so saw many. it in Colombia. I know so many, man. And then the coffee thing, the totally, the, and the food thing, the arepas and all whatever, just, yeah. it was, there was Too a lot of coffee. it that was like, Colombian. This is definitely Colombian. Yo, why those little kids are so badass? Yo, man, like they need a pela. Like, what's going on, man? And then she like didn't tell them off. If I was you, I'd be sad. (laughs) That's the scene where I noticed that they didn't have it um, translated in any other Spanish than Latino American Spanish. It was like both of those scenes were exactly the same. Yeah, that was really fucked up how they treated her. Here's the 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 package of people who have no powers. Here's your. Yeah. Non-special. <laughs> but the funny, and it's also like, you know, the kids don't have a, a fully developed prefrontal cortex, so they don't have that impulse control to say, don't say this, this is bad. So, you know, like, it was so funny. Kids say the darndest things. And the one kid, his superpower was drinking coffee and hammering nails really fast. I, I that's the one that I, I like pointed him out to uh, to Jovi and be like that. You see, it's a adult drink. You don't drink that even though he, he has no... Wait, no, your son drinks coffee? No, okay, absolutely good. not. Thank Although God. I'm trying to get um, uh, Isaiah to be interested in it. Really? He's yeah. 14. But he's so big. He's so big. <laughs> I can't, don't get me into that because I'll be talking about Isaiah Oh, for hours. my God. Uh, I miss Isaiah. I haven't seen him in a few years now. Um, well, I really... So and Disney is definitely problematic and we should always interrogate it i think i feel like with the with the art that we love and the companies that make them we should always be in a constant conversation interrogating them and not not just accept i mean there's no company i just accept anything from wholesale and just be like oh they're great don't worry that's you and me huh that's you and me everybody else people don't think about it the way that but but especially disney like people automatically like no disney is wholesome automatically that's their brand yeah and the brand is strong as as they say. Yeah, and they even like so intentional on how wholesome they are. It's really Hell yeah. It's amazing. I really 
want to emulate some of their their yo because you gotta like you got you you kind of gotta respect the game right you kind of gotta be like yo yeah like for over 100 years yeah like y'all fucking doing it is it 100 years can say yo but um you know from 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 a from a menstrual mouse <laughs> minstrel how, mouse to, they, to that's this that's one of those where like they could have never imagined how far they would have gone wow. at the, the that at and the Walt Disney a uh, Cuban American that was for real yeah well yeah but he was adopted by by American Americans by white folks as Mitch McConnell would call them Americans <laughs> um, I don't even M-U. know who that is I'm not even I'm not even going down that, that right M-U-R uh, but no so like I, I believe, listen, I don't know 100%, but I believe I heard that he was Cuban. But also, like, when I was growing up, people used to tell me that everybody was Dominican. So, like, I really Usher, don't know. I remember Usher was Dominican. Oh, my, yo, you know who was Dominican in my household? Alfonso Riviera from For Fresh real? Prince. Still, to this day, people say he's Dominican. Yo, he Trini. He Trini as fuck. But, like. He's not. He he does not claim Trini. No, he does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With his, Nah. Nah, I don't know that much about him, but I've heard him uh, claim Trinidad before. But yeah, Alfonso Riviera, uh, we thought it was Rivera, even though it was definitely spelled Riviera. <laughs> yeah, they definitely have an extra I in there. There was a B, like a B as in boy, not a V as in very. Oh, yeah. So, but like, for, I, I still, like, in my head, I was like, yup, he's Dominican. Yeah, my, my stepbrothers and sisters, when they moved here, they were like, yeah. Michael Jackson's Dominican. I was like, no, Michael Jackson is not Dominican. He was like, so why, why do you get a divorce in DR? I'm like, shut up. That motherfucker ain't Dominican. Gary Indiana ass That just goes to show that anybody could be Dominican. That is absolutely true. The, the, the thesis of this conversation is that anybody could be Dominican or, or Colombian for that matter. Well, that, that's what goes with the, the Mirabel where so many people identified with, oh, I look like that. And the same thing with Antonio and all of them. I, I was having a, a conversation with a friend about hair yeah. and like um actually Isaiah how Isaiah has a, a certain type of hair. It's not super curly or, or um has a kink to it because um his dad has very fine hair and his mom I don't know his mom's hair. But um he does have a curl to it. So I was trying to explain it to someone and be like it's not kink but it does have a curl to it but it's not a tight curl and I don't know anything no, about like four C like or three curls. C. It's more like it, it, and not mine either. Like I have a no, loose curl, yeah, yeah, but yeah. my hair is drier and thicker than his. He yeah, has you a, got mad hair. So like trying to explain, it, I'm like, oh, from Encanto. So he has more like Mirabel's hair, but not so much Dolores's hair. But then you had Antonio's hair, who is way thicker. And isn't like, that amazing? Right, and it's like Disney you did that, yeah. And you can describe, and that's what like people use <laughs> in general. Like like uh, Latinos have been doing that all the time. Like this hair is Latino, but it's not the same as this hair. And then and then also the sisters. The sisters had different hair. Pepa had yeah. like red hair, but it was like nice and like. Pepa's hair is like the most like my hair is like wavy, but kind of straight and like yeah. really dry. And then the grandmother's hair, like all of them had hair that falls under the, we are the, the Latino or, or really just the, the, the really just Colombia, because in Colombia you find all the races like that. You know, some people are mixed, some people are more Indo, some people are more African, some people, and, and some communities don't mix. So then you'll, you'll and have, the, and the kids, the kids, the kids that were pestering Mirabel are all like, I think there was three and four of them at some point. It was like, mm. there was a little redhead girl. There was a little dark skin girl who's like mm. India, India. And then there was the little coffee drinker who was little trigueño, but he was speaking Spanish in a different way, like in the Spanish version. Um, so it's like, they represented like the whole gamut of all of that. And yeah. I really thought that was great. And it was better than in the Heights. And in, 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 that sense, <laughs> in that sense, you know, and then Coco, they didn't really do that. Cause there's not that much, I don't want to say there isn't. There is a whole bunch of um, variety. No, there is, but it's like, like in, in Coco, you know, you, you, 
you know, they were from a specific part in Mexico, and I feel like they, they stuck to that. But then, you know, when you got there, Nesto de la Cruz, he was more Anglicized, more Germ Germanic, you know? And then you had the Frida character, who's fucking Frida. You know, you don't even got to say much about that. But also Frida, Frida has also German roots. I think her dad was German, you know? And th there's a lot of German roots in Mexico, but then there's a lot of, like, indigenous roots. And, and, and Coco really... <laughs> kind of had, yeah, it had like the characters that were more Anglo and then the characters that were more indigenous. I, but I, feel, I feel like, like the, Coco... fa the core family was more indigenous and then like the, the like Ernesto de la Cruz and then people that you mean in the afterlife was more Anglo, even though they didn't have to show skin color because they had bones. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And all bones are white. I feel like the, or bone white. in Mexico, mm -hmm. it might be more uh, localized because mm -hmm. there, there's a. It's a massive, massive, massive country. But in 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 Encanto, it, I feel like it was it was you a could little definitely pan. See it, you could see everything, and it was very it was so fucking beautiful. Yeah. That aspect, like I would love a Caribbean movie like this, but for me, Encanto is the closest thing. But also, Colombia is it's like coming. It's on the list of shit. I, I wish there was a list of like that kind of stuff for children's movies, and I'm sure there is. I just don't yeah. don't follow it. You gotta go to but, variety, um, or like something. Marvel. Marvel has like the list of movies that are coming out for yeah. the next 20 years, and like everybody knows the dates coming There's out. There's a plan. I, they I'm push sure the dates they all the time. It. Did you know yeah. there is a just like for Marvel? What is it called? The Mar MCU. What is that? Marvel Comic Universe. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Cinematic Universe. The there's comic a, universe is different. In Disney, there is a, a princess cinematic universe. Yeah. So every single princess has like a backstory and how they're connected. No, I really shit. So like, I haven't watched all of them, but then they even have like the the kids of the villains TV show or movie oh, or Isaiah something. I was totally into that with the trend. Descendants. That's what it was. Called. Yeah, see, I, I like that in practice, but I haven't watched it because you it's know. wide. It is so huge. The whole you know, Disney universe is super humongous, which is why it's not just like you know. I forget that they are definitely an economy. The way that they yeah. influence everything. When I think about you and like kids' products, I like most recently I think a lot about just like what are you consuming because of Jovi and like. I just fucking forgot that for like what ten years you've been living with Isaiah on like you know he's been in your life so you've had this other little kid influence. I just thought of that as so different because I don't know Isaiah's just seemed like a little dove to me. Isaiah has like a little mini dove. He, they used to dress alike. Remember those they, pictures? They oh share God. toys. They definitely share toys. More. Dove and Isaiah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Or like, Dove and Jovi. Well, so Dove and Isaiah. I, I feel like Dove would buy toys for Isaiah. That well, was definitely to, for him. So he could play with them. But yeah. because they're, they are like um, maybe nine, or, I can't remember, like 10 years apart, um, Isaiah and Jovian, I've kept all those toys. They were in his closet. So oh now we're God. just pulling them out for like all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all, yeah. the, all that shit. He has all these Bionicles that he's now playing with. Like I don't even know Isaiah what that is. Had, like really cool Legos, like updated. Oh, Legos I heard about like, them. Yeah. Um, so Jovian has all these toys. We don't buy this kid toys. It's just like, oh, let's look in the closet. Let's see <laughs> what Isaiah used to have. And Isaiah's at the perfect age where he's like, oh, I'm still interested in like um, reminiscing about my toys, but I'm not, I don't feel any ownership about them. Yeah. My toys. And like, cause he did for a long time. I was like, don't throw them away. They're my toys. But you're going to have a little brother. Are you okay with the little brother? Uh, I you gotta see, I, yeah, I, you got to see, see gotta all those boys again. It's yeah. definitely a, it's oh. how it goes a household. This is this has been a wonderful talk, uh, Luna. You made me traipse all the way down here. Yeah, man, you came from the Bronx. Thanks for coming to Brooklyn. I really appreciate Luckily, it. Luckily, and, and, and I definitely would have said no if it was more than two trains. 
If it was like, <laughs> transfer more than one. I was like, she's going to take the D. Like in my head, I was like, she's going to take the D and then she's going to transfer to the Q at Atlantic. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And if it was during the week, she could have taken the B. But, you know, they turned that shit off on the weekends because they don't give a fuck about us. Luna, I have a question for you. What are you looking forward to? I am. So, like I was saying, we are unschooling Jovian, which for anyone who doesn't know is basically just not following the the way that the Department of Education schools children. Yeah. Um, it's all for testing and it is all for the um, idea that once a child graduates, they are going to become a part of the workforce. Yeah. Like their whole purpose of being is to work like and the, make money. Like the Board of Education is still set up the way it was set up when it was founded, which was during the industrial revolution and it was getting people ready to have those jobs. It was free childcare. bells, everything, but not like, like the school bells and everything. It, it was to men. So it, 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 they were the same bells they used in factories and they, they wanted them to get used to that. The, the, so I'm sure a lot of New Yorkers who lived in the Lower East Side will know uh, Seward Park high yeah. school. Um, which at the time was only one high school in the 80s, 90s. Uh, and now it's like, I don't know, four or five high schools. But that was designed by somebody who designs prisons. Like the whole thing. You go into the top, wow. which is a gym. And it's like, this is scary as fuck. But then you see the, the similarities with regular schools. Like so many high schools in, in New York. And I've worked in a lot of high schools. It's like, this isn't for like the benefit of children. This is for the Yo, Martin the Luther King. Martin Luther King, the stairwells look like prisons. Dope. Man, the stairwells in in Humanities High School scary as yeah, fuck, man. and it yeah it it's definitely if it's not for that purpose, that's what it's doing anyway. It's yeah. definitely preparing children yeah. for that, and, and I do think it's for that purpose, even if it's not intentionally for that purpose individually. But the the institution, um, if you go back into it, and, and a couple of years ago or last year, uh, Canada was dealing with the the. The information that all these residential schools were being like discovered, that all these kids were basically kidnapped from their indigenous families and put into these residential schools. That similar happened here in the United States. And not even similar, like the same thing was part of the same thing just happened in different regions where it was a part of that. Like all these parents now, um, we can't have children working because now we have all all these new labor laws, but these kids have to be put somewhere to do shit. Yeah. Um, So it was a way of assimilating children into we're going to turn you into workers and every single good aspect of education that we have now was fought for by parents and usually parents of lower, lower um, socioeconomic communities or parents of color being like, we don't want our children to eat shitty food. So we're going to fight the uh, department of education until we change that. Or we don't want our kids. You remember when we was kids. So I was talking about this recently with coworkers, uh, I don't know how, I don't remember how the subject came up, but the subject about eating horse meat came up. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I ate it because I remember, you remember when the news came out that the Board of Education was buying horse meat by mistake? By mistake. Or or their suppliers were were passing off horse meat instead of cow meat. Oh, and, and it's, and not to put horse meat down because it's very, um, I never eat. And very, I very, de- very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people eat horses. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, the reindeer. Like people eat all types of shit. Like I'm not putting any meat down, especially in, yeah. in countries where that's what, what's available. But they're faking it. They're faking cow. Yeah. And, and so, do so you, do you remember that? When I I do, came, and, yeah. and so all that shit that comes up yeah. is. It's never that the Department of Education is like, oh, this is for the betterment of our children. It's a parent. It's somebody who's like, this is fucked up. Yeah. We got to change it. It's never been something that's for kids. Anyway, 
So um, none of that's changed. Like the Department of Education does the bare minimum that they can, yeah. especially in like public schools. Um, and uh, public schools are directly tied to the income, the yearly income of the community. So if the community yeah. doesn't have a, a high income rate, then the schools don't get any money, which is really shitty. And you would think whatever. Anyway, so it sucks. Unschooling basically means that as for as long as possible, I'm going to be trying to keep him at the same level of education, but not really doing it where school is the center. So you have a kid who's six years old and they're spending eight hours of their day in a school away from their family mm -hmm. doing shit that has nothing to do with their family. And that sucks for me. Like COVID really changed a whole bunch of things where it's like, I spend so much time with my child. I'm supposed to be spending this much time with my child. Like I enjoy my child. I enjoy his childhood. And I know for a fact, just looking at him that he is benefiting from having his mom around. He's benefiting from having family around, from having somebody to like, focus on him directly instead of just like a big room full of children that somebody's getting paid for to like do things with them and not even things for their benefit, just things to fill the time in the classroom. Um, not to say that he isn't missing out on some things because my biggest regret right now is that he's not having access to socialization. Anyway, coming back to your question <laughs> <laughs> of what am I looking forward to? So in that of like unschooling, we're doing a lot of learning skills and all that shit. Like we're learning how to, how to write right now um, by just playing. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to going home and making an obstacle course. And for him, it'll take him like, he'll do it in like five minutes and then he's going to lose all interest in it. Um, but like figuring out, how to build an obstacle course, but also what he's going to learn about it or what, how to tie it into what we're already learning right now and like how to move his body and like figuring out like as an educator, like when you, as a, as a school teacher or a youth educator, you got to kind of like figure out that, okay, we're having this activity today. What are the parts of the curriculum that I'm hitting? I have my curriculum for my kid. I want to make sure that he's learning X, Y, Z. So what am I doing today? That's going to teach him that, which is an obstacle course. Yeah, I think you really need to. I really need to introduce you to Maya Spalter. Besides the altars, <laughs> Maya Spalter's. Uh, I think her and her husband started like this uh, school program that they run out of their house. I think, and it's just like a few kids, and it's the Noah. No, the, it's, the it's, Apple, the Apple Academy, or the Apple Learning. It's Academy a growing wave like that. that unfortunately isn't happening a lot or enough in Black and Brown communities. Um, it's definitely a, a, where it's accessible. A lot of people are doing it and that just means people with money, um, but not so much in the Bronx and not yeah. so much in, in, in communities that don't have a, a neighborhood that's, that's well intertwined. Like I don't know my neighbors just because it's safer to not know your neighbors, yeah. which is different than living in other, yeah. other communities. Totally but understand I, that, I, I would love to have like a pod of like, so the, the purpose of school, like the main purpose, the things that children are missing is the socialization, which we should be doing. Yeah. But places that don't have school, that don't have like a uh, school like we do here, they still do that and they still educate their children and they still do. I don't know if you know anything about Montessori, um, Montessori lessons or teaching, which is this. <laughs> which is what I, and I don't, I don't want to say white people specifically, but the elite people who have um, the privilege of educating their children in whatever they, way they want, they only buy wooden toys or they only okay. um, feed their children certain like green food or whatever. Mm. And they have this certain way of, of educating their child or living their life. It is just a whitewashing of the way that indigenous people raise their children. Like, yeah. A child living in the in the rainforest don't have 
toys with batteries. They also don't feed their children processed. Like they do this already. And it's just been commodified in this way to sell to people on Instagram saying like, buy this curriculum of how to raise your child in this way when we've been doing it forever. So it's kind of going back to that. Like, let me just do it how it's been done instead of taking these, these like parameters that are set by an American way of living. Yeah. Yes. Introduce me to this person. Yeah. We're going to do that. That's fucking awesome. I, I could talk about that shit, like educating kids in New York and how hard it is for a, a a brown mom, a Latina mom. They have apps for parenting for moms in English. They have no apps in Spanish whatsoever for like, there's these, like these weekly apps, which it'll tell you like how big your child is. And it'll give you all these things for like your anxiety and do this. Nothing in Spanish. So there was this report on, um, and this is quick. I'm not going to stay here, but (laughs) there was this report on Facebook and Twitter and how they're stopping misinformation. Mm. And, but they're only stopping it in mostly in English In Spanish. There's like no attention um, and other languages in general, no attention really paid. So then the immigrant communities are getting all this misinformation from Facebook where they would have stopped these posts. I wonder if it is, by design, because I automatically think everything's by design, or if it really is like ignorance, like I, complete I, like I don't think psh. it's I don't think it's by design, but I also think that Facebook, in general, has always been a reactionary company because as soon as they created what they created, it kind of like it's so being in the forefront of of social media the way that they were not the first company obviously but like the biggest being the forefront the way that they were meant that they would have to learn as they went because there wasn't, it wasn't established. There wasn't, there wasn't a blueprint already. So I don't think that they're always intentional with their harm, but I don't think they're responsible with their harm either. You know what I mean? Yes. I don't think they meant to do it, but I don't think they do the right thing when they realize they were doing it. I I let, they let themselves get used way too often. Yeah. By the wrong people. But it's also like, you know, like most of the shit that the way social media, yeah, somebody could have been like, yo, this could happen, but they weren't thinking. They were just like, look what we're doing. We are doing this. Everybody, you know what I mean? They were just so on their own bandwagon. They they, they were smelling their own shit and loving it so much that they really ain't see shit coming. That's my theory. It's I really could be cute wrong. to watch because I feel like people watch them do this shit. It's like, oh, they really didn't think this through. They yeah. They didn't see oh that in two days this was going to happen. In two days or really in 10 years. A lot of things is like, yeah. The metaverse shit is falling apart oh my god it's that that is the biggest see whenever they they're intentional about launching something like their only success is from their initial product and then new products that they buy not new concepts that they come up with well maybe the oculus but they did they bought that they bought that so their power right now is that they're popular and they got money everything else they try to do like that they try to do on their own from jump that shit don't ever work well you're right well maybe 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 no, I'm just I, 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 I'm know, I might, to I might of, be myopic of the way I'm looking. What's the data looking dude? The one who runs it? Zuckerberg? Him. Data looking? Like- Yo, that, I feel that is so disrespectful to data. Um, it is. It was his birthday yesterday, I think. Data, the, the Prince Android? Finer. Oh, Prince Finer. Okay. I really, I, I, I love data and I don't want any of <laughs> Do not correlate those two. We will not, we will not because uh, one of them has a heart. 
The other one probably he really doesn't. is weird. I, I think whenever he's involved as a representative of anything, Facebook is when it kind of is like, you don't, like you're he, such he, a turn he needs off. A, he needs like the, the fact that Amazon basically asked Bezos to kind of step down as CEO was probably the best thing. Like at some point you, you built it. You got to step back. It's just like with children. It's like you, about you, like you, yeah, you're always going to be Jovi's mother, but you don't have to mother him after a certain point. You know what I mean? But I think for them is they feel they do. They, or they're, it's so attached to their identity and their power that they don't want to diminish their power. But I'm okay with that. If your narcissism is so attached to the name of what you were trying to build and that's what makes it fail. Tato. I'm yeah, me. I I agree a hundred percent. Tato is right. Luna, this was such a great talk. I am looking forward. Oh, I'm taking improv classes. What kind of improv? Uh, just like improv, pero, pero like comedy, like like. Uh, it's not like specifically. It's 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 like like stage comedic kind of improv. I'm taking improv classes. I've been to one. I skipped one due to depression bullshit. But is that like hard for you to do? You're you're on stage. Um, stage I used person. to be. I used to be on stage yeah, all the time. I'm not on. That's how I know it's you. been a long time from the, that I've been on stage. Uh, it's not hard. It's terrifying. <laughs> Before I get there, once I'm there, I'm fine. It, it, and my, those two my, things are different: terrifying yeah. and something being difficult, or two different things. My problem isn't when I'm there. My problem is before I leave the house. Mm-hmm. That's where my avoidance disorder those may, ten may minutes be. Right before you leave, or the hard. Or for me, it's like a, a two hours. Like I start Fuck, feeling nervous. I can't I just find like, my phone. Forget it. I'm not going. Yo, it's Go any ahead. little thing. Any little thing. And for for so many things, concerts. For so many things that I've missed throughout my friends' parties throughout the years. I I, I see this pattern after listening to that to that episode I was talking about earlier of invisibilia, and I'm like, yo, I've been doing this all of my life. Where I will miss out on something and then be upset with myself because I missed out. Do you know because because of anxiety? Anything about spoon theory? No, but let's talk about. Let's not introduce something yes, else. Yes, let's yes, get yes, out of yes, here. Yes. So I'm looking forward to continuing my improv classes, <laughs> and I'm looking forward to our Super Bowl party we have one every year, and it's going to be really exciting. I love football. I love gambling. I'm such a contradiction, uh, which is why I say like I still have this inner capitalist in me that I sometimes I want to shake off, and sometimes I I, I like them. As long as it's, it, he's ethical, I think. Well, I don't think capitalism Maybe. and eth- ethics are the same. You're absolutely so I, right. I, I agree think with your you. definition of capitalism might not be everybody's definition of capitalism. I agree with that as well. Also, like equating the two. But anyway, I'm excited about Super Bowl. And honestly, I'm excited about sports gambling in New York. I have been gambling um, since it's been legal. And I must say, I have lost and I have won. But I don't do a lot. The great things with these things is that you can bet a dollar on shit. And so what I like to do is put like $2 here, $3 there, $4 here. Not just like that, um, they're going to win the game. But like, this guy's going to have a touchdown. Or crazy parlays. Like four things have to happen in order for me to win. They pay out big. I never really hit the big ones. But it's 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 fun. And, you know, I, I try to keep it like no more than 25 bucks a week. Like, you know, so I'm trying to keep it controlled and everything. But I'm really excited for all the insane prop bets I have for Super Bowl coming when is up, that? Uh, it's next next Sunday, oh. and you're invited if you want to come. What time? Off my. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is coming out before the Super Bowl. I don't want people just just showing up. Hey, hey, anyway, I heard. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm really sad that Tavon had to go to work, but he did. Um, we will be hearing more from Tavon. 
He's definitely an you know half of ENT phone home, so I definitely need him to continue. Uh, but I did not want to squander the time that I had with you. So thank you very much for joining us. Um, I really, really appreciate this, and I really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, yeah. Do you want to say anything? Any parting words? Uh, no. Hopefully, I'll I'll be in front of this mic again. I actually really want you to, but like we'll, it, for real, it was so easy to get here that I'm. We will. I will talk off mic with you, but I <laughs> I have an idea. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Elia Lucero. Tavon is not here anymore. Uh, in the room, but he's alive. Uh, we are ENT Phone Home. Thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, peace out, Cub Scout. supposed to be on mic hey if you're sticking around thanks for doing it i don't know why peace out cub scout again go home <laughs>